Hello and welcome to the Hedomi Podcast Live. Before we get into the show, we'd just like to say thank you to our sponsors, Raw Print, because without their continued sponsorship, we would not be able to bring you the commentary service or regular podcasts that we bring you throughout the season. So do follow them on social media. You'll find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and of course on their eBay store. So have a look there at all of their fantastic products. Remember this show is fully interactive, whether it be our commentary service or the regular podcast. Get involved and we will get fully into the Gator Chat right now. Hello there and welcome to the first edition of the 2021 uh, season. Uh, It's been a strange summer. We had the playoffs when we didn't expect it, but hey, we'll come out of it. And um, the lads went to pre-season training and had a a friendly already uh, yesterday against uh, Carlisle United. Did you watch it? Did you see the stream? Uh, Let us know what you thought about some of the trial players. That would be absolutely fantastic. And uh, message us right throughout the show about any of the new signings as well. Uh, We'll get into that uh, a little bit later on. So it's going to be an exciting show. We've got, uh, well, four guests, actually. We've got one pre-record. That's with uh, GFC Ladies Player... um, Katie Lemon, who we had a chat with this afternoon. She's a lovely girl, so we'll be speaking to her. We've got a uh, gated fan and club sponsor, Tony Carter from Tony, uh, from Carter Express, who's going to be on the phone to us, hopefully. Fingers crossed if he's out the bar. Um, <laughs> then we're going to have Jade Halliday, uh, third time lucky to get her on, on the podcast. Um, we'll have her at 9.30. And uh, we've got, um, well, we've got a guest from our counterparts it's Sunderland from the Ruka Raw podcast Gav is going to be joining us ahead of the friendly on Saturday with Sunderland um, so plenty to talk about lots to message in about at heed underscore army we'd love to hear from you and on the chat facility as Andy Mason has already done we'll get through to them very very shortly but uh, Mickey how are you doing not too bad yourself yeah not too bad um, neither of us seen the game yesterday um, well, you not know. No, uh, t- t- to be honest, when it was announced, it was kind of the eleventh hour, uh, late in the day. I'd already made plans with the family when I found out I couldn't do the commentary there. Um, obviously because they want to do the stream um, and generate money off it with not having um, fans in the ground, which is it's, it's fair enough. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I didn't see it. I seen the odd tweet uh, afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, I made plans with the family, as uh, I say, because it was only a potential stream that had been advertised earlier in the day. Well, it's 
you know, I mean, the Carlisle fans were kicking off because of the pier, but uh, it wasn't anything to do with that for me. It was just that was myself in the house and and uh, um, I'm echoing you. Are you echoing? Her? You're not echoing here, but uh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was just busy in the house. To be fair, I was tidying up and you know, crap like that. So. Yeah. Well, um, let's see, Andy Mason sent us some messages, but uh, evening, gents. was great to see the lads back on the pitch at Gitters International Stadium last night and a little heart emoji. He's also put, the trialist wearing number five was very impressive in the first half. Also, Romario Vieira had a great 45 minutes and the forefinger, and the four fingers crossed, he can stay, uh, four fingers crossed he can stay fit instead of two fingers crossed. He can stay fit and earn a deal this season. Of course, well, if memory serves us right, he was a an attacking player um, and got an injury um, during a trial game last year and it was a bit of a pity. I think he did his knee, if memory serves us right. And he's the twin brother of uh, Ronaldo Vieira, who plays for Sampdoria. He uh, was a, a regular in the first team there. So um, I think they both came through the system at Leeds. Um, so we'll, if anyone else watched it and has any thoughts on uh, Romario Vieira, let us know. Send any messages. And um, also as well, were you at Berkeley Town? Because uh, we went down there and uh, we had a great time, didn't we, Mickey? Had an excellent day. Uh, really good fun. Uh, watching the ladies play. Um, good crack. And it's, I think it's safe to say that Dion Slade is... Uh, a character on her own. That's just... Well, it's safe to say she put you in your place. Um... I know that, but that, that come out completely wrong and all. Yeah. That, I, I didn't mean it like it come out and it's come out completely wrong. Oh, well, so... <laughs> said the vicar. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you can tweet us at he underscore army and um, I say we've got lots of retweets, but we'd love to have your messages and uh, through and any Carlisle fans as well, if you'd like them, if there's any of them listening, any Sunderland fans that may be listening in, um, obviously with the, uh, the game that's just been announced today, that is happening on Saturday at Gateshead National Stadium. And um, yeah, that's another good friendly, isn't it? I mean, we've got South Shields to come. Uh, I believe there's another one being announced today by Wickham. Uh, there's a Gateshead 11 going up there on Wednesday night yeah. uh, next week. So the, more and more friendlies are starting to be announced. They're coming thick and fast. Um, that's going to be another good one as well, isn't it? There's some good friendlies. I mean, the Sunderland one's a great game. It's a shame we can't get down to see it. Um, typical, we've got a decent Sunderland team coming and we're kind of gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's hope that's like the last time when they sent the scratch side out. And was it? What was it? Oh, the kids were like 10 to 1 and we all lumped on it. Yeah, <laughs> it I remember running. that, yeah. Um, we've got a message from Thomas Boyle. I don't think he's seen the game either. But how was the ref last night? Because the Boston ref was shocking. Well, if anyone that was watching oh. it could let us know. I don't think normally preseason affairs aren't really scrappy or, 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 uh, or contentious. Yeah, contentious. Know, yeah. It's um, normally just a good run out. Uh, it's only very rarely you see a red card if someone's uh, absolutely lost it on. It. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, a good one. But. Yeah, we want your messages. As I say, it is a fully interactive show. Later on in the show, we will be opening up the phone line um, for people to ring in. I know Charles Woff said he might ring up, uh, let us know how the game was yesterday. So that'd be great to hear from Charlie. Um, So yeah, and if if you want to get in contact with the show, at Army or on the uh, chat facility. And, um, you know, just, I mean, I don't know, to be honest, we've heard rumblings about who certain trial players was it's been kept very hush hush by the club um you know and 
rightly so, because you don't want people to come in and poach them if they find out who you've got trialling, now they're playing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a good result against a, a team two divisions above, an established League Two side, and we got a good draw of them, and by the sounds of it, we gave them a very good, um, you know, a, a good game. Aye. It's, it sounded like a half-decent game, to be fair. Um, I was, you know, Twitter update here and there. Um but I've seen a few people comment. I think it was Andy was one of them saying the number five looked really good. Mm-hmm. And the lad who scored the goal, his auntie and his mum had <laughs> kindly dropped him in the class. <laughs> 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 Which was, I mean... I think uh, a young lad on loan, well, on loan, on trial from on down trial, south. From deepest Coldwell by the sounds of it. Yeah. So... Uh, well, just on, on the back of the game yesterday, Andy Mason sent another message in. He's put, the keeper who played for us in the second half was released by Leeds in the summer, Harrison Mate, his name oh, is, mate. and he was on loan at the league below at Tadcaster and was highly thought of. So yeah, a promising yeah. young goalkeeper there to go with for other promising young goalkeeper in um, Sam Guffrey as well. So, But also as well, Mickey, I would say we haven't been on for a few weeks because uh, say my mum had a bit of an accident, I've been helping yeah. look after her. But we've had some signings since then as well. We've had um, Macaulay Longstaff, or Longstaff, come back to the club. Um, first impressions when I've seen it, I was, I'll be honest, I was a little bit under... Underwhelmed, um, but remember, he came to the club as a very young lad that had scored a lot of goals in the Northern League. I think for Billingham Sinfonia, I think it might have been forty odd goals. Yeah. He was very raw. He was a young lad, and at the time, we were pushing for you know to get up the league, and it wasn't a squad that was or a t- or a club at the time that would lend itself to bleeding in youngsters like we did, like we have done in recent years. He went off to York, he's uh, played a, a fair amount of first-team games, went on loan to Blythe as well, and, you know, by what I've heard, he, he gave a good game yesterday and uh, gave a good account of himself. So it's definitely a player that is one that could really uh, make us uh, bite with... Uh, well, sorry, one second, Tony Carter's ringing here, one second. Hello there, Tony. Hello, David, Ah, not bad. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'll say, first of all... Um, how good does your company logo look on the back of them strips? <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? I've always dreamed about dreaming of being Gators number nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, well, now you're Gators number one, number two, number three. <laughs> <laughs> Even number 49, 50, I've been to. Yeah. How's it going, TC? Hello, mate. It makes you speak to me. It makes you speak to you. Yeah, I need to speak to you too. Good to see you back, mate. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, say, so Tony, you, you were lucky enough to uh, get to the game yesterday. I know you only seen half uh, half the match because mm-hmm. uh, you were absolutely knackered. But um, what was your f- impressions of the trial players that you did see? Trial players very good, but I'm very very impressed with um, the new signings. I mean, Joe Smith just looks like he went back to his normal self, running down the wings. Um, Macaulay Longstaff. He's, he's manned up, if that makes sense. Well, we were just talking uh, about that when you rang about because uh, uh, myself and Mickey were being a little bit honest. Uh, we're not trying to, you know, underrate the guy, but I was a little bit mm-hmm. underwhelmed when I heard he had signed back. But mm-hmm. then when you look at it on paper, he's went away. He's played man's football properly. Uh, he's got experience, and he comes back with the, the exciting prospect of being able to score a lot of goals. David looked fantastic. I mean, the, the best player for me on the pitch by that in, in the forty-five minutes I seen was uh, Greg Ollie. I mean. He's, he's playing the wrong medal. <laughs> How Gators got him playing for Gators beyond me. 
Um, and as I say, Joe Smith looked good, McCoy looked good, a couple of good trialists. Uh, Nicholson had a good game. Um, yeah, positive, but very, very much positive for the first, uh, first game back, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I say it must be strange. I mean, I know we joke on we've been to the stadium when there hasn't been many fans there, but um, is it a sterile atmosphere when it's uh, an empty ground? Yeah, actually, yeah, I think it's a yes. Um, it, it wasn't, you know, there's only a few people there, fishers last night from both sides, and, um, you know, it's, um, they've, done, they've done a good job last night getting the game on. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a weird atmosphere, but... Uh, Got to be back, actually, to be honest with you. I can't lie. Yeah, be back. as I say, we're, we're quite jealous. But um, <laughs> as I say, you mentioned, obviously, Greg Ollie played well there. And um, I think we all know, and I think everyone at the club knows, he could probably play at a higher level. But was mm-hmm. there anyone else that, that, that stood out yesterday that you thought, oh, you know, they're, they're ready for the season already? I'd actually say Joe Smith and uh, Longstaff. Um, Joe Smith had a great game. You know, up and down the wings. He's improved his crossing a little bit from his last last spell at the club. Oh, that was uh, the question I was you know. going to ask, TC. Yeah, he's still the same kind of player, Mickey, up and down the wings. Um, really, really good player. Lots of pace. Um, tackle well. Um, honestly, lots of positives. If that's, you know, like the, the season pieces going to get bad because, like I say, the, the, the kids I've seen are on trail. The only thing I wish I knew was Danny because nobody knew Danny. That's the only thing about it. But the the the, the, the fullbacks, the, the centre halves are all trailists, so they do really really well. Yeah, some good players, and young as well, very young. Yeah, well, that, that's the positive thing, isn't it? I mean, we're we're trying to dig out that talent that's maybe slipped through the net to a little bit of a higher level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, lads, lots and lots of positives. Um, you know, and as I see, I mean. Some of the players look like they haven't been away. It's like they've been obviously bad. They observed the playoff game, so they only had a few weeks off. But lots of fitness there. Didn't tire. Uh, played really well. Uh, matched a good call outside. And um, yeah, it was. And how how did how did uh, the former Gator players do? Obviously, Mellish is a midfielder now. He played centre mid. There, Mellish had a good game. Um, I obviously didn't see Paul Paul Farm get on because obviously I, I, I went by then. And Keely up front, he was handful. Uh, but no, that was a forty-five and something. Was a, you know, um, definitely overrode, and um, it was the result was justified after what I'd seen. Um, only can get better, really, honestly. Yeah, and uh, well, we've got a message from Norway, um, from Arvid. <laughs> uh, he's put uh, Norway calling. Uh, great to have the star TC on. <laughs> Thanks, Arvid. <laughs> <laughs> that costs a few pounds. I will do. Um, as long as they're not in Norway <laughs> when you're buying them. Just while you're on, uh, Mick Scully sent the messages as well. Although he uh, didn't get to the match, this, uh, sorry, he, although he didn't get much match time in his last spell at the club, I always thought Longstaff uh, had something about him. And so looking forward to seeing uh, what he can do. So. I mean, he played a lot of games for York, and he went out on loan as well at Blythe. And you know, the, the um, lads Bradford got exp- Park and Bradford Park Avenue. The lads yeah. got experience now. When he came to us, he, he came was- straight from the Northern League. He was a very young lad, and um, you know, he shot there. He shot last night. He's very, very sharp. Uh, he, he looked, he looked hungry, but he, he's definitely booked up. You know, he, he, and that's not offensive to the young kid, was he? He might even got him. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. He totally, totally improved. One hundred percent. He didn't look the same. To be honest with you, he looked suited at that level. And I think he'll fit. I think he'll be fit that side really well. Probably mm-hmm. be first first team start. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Good enough to be. Well, if you, I mean, if you look at where attacking options because obviously McCauley can play like on the wing as well a bit, can't he? If I can't remember mm-hmm. from the last time we've seen him. And like you've got Preston as well, who you know, we know what he can do, and you've got 
obviously David Ickes can play behind the the, the strikers. Ollie, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to be dangerous, and that's something positive. Well, I think mentioned a quality striker do with David. Yeah, I think I mentioned a fifteen twenty goal striker. I, I think that could be the key. Uh, um, I think one's up, one of them, Tony. The one. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Michael, there's some lovely, some lovely play yesterday from the centre mid. Uh, honestly, lots and lots of positive. Get a right, get the right man on the end of it. You know what? Yeah, Gates going to do well again this season. Oh, fantastic. Well, can I just come in there? I was talking, obviously I do the fanzine, I've, I've talked to a lot of fans. Very good fanzine, Megan, I enjoy that. Thank you. Uh, that wasn't a plug, by the way, but I was talking <laughs> to a lad who uh, does the wife front the York fanzine, a lad yeah. Carl Michael, and he said he didn't think Macaulay Langstaff would be good enough for York for where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. went to Bradford Park Avenue and they loved him there. And they wanted to keep him. He says so. He's obviously got something about him. So, honestly, Michael, last night he looked. He looked. He looked. Honestly, he's really, really improved as a player. Uh, just not the same kind of player. Um, no. Young, young, hungry. But he's, like I said, he's definitely bulked up. Um, and and honestly, some of them, some of the midfield play between him and obviously um, Gregory was fantastic. Uh, couple, couple of quality, quality positions, couple of quality signs and quality positions. I think would be okay. I mean, honestly, I really do. No. Um, we, we didn't look, we, we, you know, we were never overruled. Like I say, I only saw the first 45, so I don't know what the second 45, you know, looked uh, like, but the first 45, they were fit enough, they were hungry enough, and they, they were never like, they were never under pressure, really, to be honest with you. And that's, that's I mean, obviously, the, the calibre of the opposition, and to think that the team was like more than half um, trial players, and that's got to yeah, be a bit, right. you've you got, you got to think that's a good. You know, it's mm-hmm. good for the definitely, trial players, but definitely. it's good for good for the, the the team that the the gelling like that with players that may or may not be there in the season to come. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, as I say, there's there's a couple of good players that had a, a, a lad played number four. Double check to you, what you mean? Actually, double me. Bit of a bait to him, um, and you know, some good young players. But all young, they want, they want, they want. They'll be offensive to players. They want past players, sell by date, that type of ten players. So all young. I mean, when I seen him came out, I thought it was a youth team. Look like a boy band. And honestly, they played really, really well, and um, yeah, some good trailers set. Yeah, well, when we had um, Mike Williamson on about a month ago, a little bit longer, he obviously talked about his attitude towards the game, and he must look for players when he talks to them before he brings them in, how they talk, how they compose themselves, and we're not just bringing in, I suppose, loose cannons, so to speak. He's building a team of... No young kids, Dave. Yeah. No young kids, and they look hungry. That's what you want, isn't it? The only, only problem is that obviously lack of information who they were. That's the only, only thing I would like to look who they were because there were some really good players there yesterday. And as I say, you know, if, if they're looking down the youth, the youth, you know, the youth thing again, yeah, that's what you want. I mean, honestly, they've done really well, really well. Oh, that's fantastic. And Tony, have you? how many shirts have you ordered with your logo on the back? <laughs> Four. Four. <laughs> uh, Four. Four of each. Four. Only you? four. Only four. It's one I can afford. Nah. <laughs> I oh. mean, uh, to be honest, TC, how good is it to have them black and white halves back? You know, you know, you know, Mick, I've, you know I, I would, I would, I've always wanted to be on, on the shirt, but uh, yeah. the only one I've put money in is sponsor, that iconic shirt. You, you know what that shirt means to, to fans yeah. like ourselves. It's an iconic, right. iconic colour, as you know. Yeah, and it, it looks absolutely beautiful, and we can't wait to see it out there on the pitch, it's and hopefully, hopefully that'll happen shirt. soon. Yeah, it's a lovely shirt. Hopefully it's in the post before long. I'm really sick of it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be a number one bestseller for Christmas. (laughs) Mickey's scaring the neighbours walking around shirtless. (laughs) 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 
When I see that shirt, I don't actually think quality and flair. I think I'm more kind of snapping somebody. Brian Road chasing someone. Brian Road chasing. You know, forget Paul Dobson or Steve Hawkins banging that goes in. You know, like more kind putting somebody in the stands. Iconic shirt. Yeah. With a speck of blood on the sleeve. Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, we'll be speaking here soon, and hopefully, we'll see your logo on the back of them shirts when they're banging in the goals. Thank you very much for having us, boys. Oh, uh, no problem. Have a nice night. Uh, cheers, you thank take you. Care. Cheers, thanks, I'll Tony. Go back, I'll go back. Uh, cheers, bye. Yeah, there we go, Tony Carter on the phone. Fantastic to have him on. Um, we've got lots of messages coming in. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, I've went back up to that we missed uh, Thomas Boyles but I think Agnew will come back because he doesn't get a game in the National League and he's not going to in League 2 well you never know he's had a good season with us he might uh, he's still under contract you never know he might he might just turn the, the corner in the manager's eyes there at Harrogate um, we've got a message from Davy Allen he's put evening uh, was a good game last night John Mellish uh, played in midfield for Carlisle last night, George Smith was excellent. Don't understand why you query his co- crossing. Uh, wouldn't have moved to the EFL if he couldn't cross a ball. Um, well, there you go, Mickey. That, that's, you that's your opinion, Dave. Right. That's your opinion. Right. Just, no wonder George Smith didn't reply to us about coming on tonight. <laughs> I've never doubted George as a player. It was just his final ball. That's all. I've got no queries with George well, Smith coming back. All, all season, when he crosses in the ball for a goal, he's going to come run to you in the stand, Mickey. Um, nah, and raise two fingers. He probably will. He probably will. Um, uh, you may have seen advertised earlier today, we did an interview with uh, Katie Lemon because she got called into work. Um, so this is what Katie had to say um, this afternoon when we spoke to her. Well, we're joined by Katie on the Heat Army podcast, one of the latest signings for GFC ladies. Hello there, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Ah, oh, fine, thanks. Um, see, so you've, you've, you've had a few games now uh, since you've joined. Um, how's it been so far? I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the like standard of it, and honestly, the girls are lovely. Yeah, and um, so we went down to the Burtley game. Um, a great crowd there as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was amazing. I've never played in front of that many people. Yeah, and um, hopefully when we obviously when everyone gets back to normal and we have the the normal games, hopefully that's a, that's a small uh, following. We might be able to get it get it up a bit bigger. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, and um, as I say, we've been asking all the girls when we've had them on what's been their football and journey. Where where did you start? Did you just start uh, at school playing, or did, were you a late bloomer? Um, I think I started playing around the age of like five or six, uh, and that was through like like club teams. I started at Wickham Fellside when mm-hmm. I was young, um, and and I worked obviously up until now. Yeah, fantastic. And um, as I say, it's a, a good group of girls. We've seen the team spirit there. Although the result wasn't what we probably wanted at Burtley, um, yeah. you know, th- th- there was patches of that game where you just looked the more dominant side. Well, I honestly think that we played really, really well uh, on that game. And I think we all came together as a team, even though we hardly know uh, like all, like everything that we're doing. I think that we've done really well to get out, even though we did lose. Yeah, and um, I'll say when this podcast goes out, there's another friendly tomorrow, then on Sunday. 
Um, yeah. It must be nice having the games coming thick and fast now. Oh, it is, especially having like two games a week sometimes. It's good to just like get out and go for a run and obviously no matter what the score is, we always put 100% in. So I think we've done well. Yeah, and um, let's say we when we went to the game, myself and Mickey, um, obviously we've seen yourself and a, and a few other the newer girls. But um, say you're doing well down the the right wing there. Is that your <laughs> natural place to play? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've played right wing quite a lot of my life, and then number ten at my last team. But yeah, wingers especially. Ah, spot on. It's, uh, it was mine and Mickey's first uh, ladies game, and uh, we enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, obviously, the result aside, it was just nice to see you all like enjoying yourselves out there because that's what it's all about. And hopefully, once you're, you know, if you're enjoying yourselves, then the, the the results will come later on. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. Like women's football is a massive thing, and to see that many people come and watch, honestly, I think all the girls were just shocked. Like so was Anne, so was Michael. Yeah, and um, as I say, obviously, uh, podcast favourite at the minute, Carly the Fish. Uh, she oh, <laughs> she uh, put, put on some heroics as well, didn't she? Put, put her body on oh, the line honestly, for the team. One of the best keepers I've ever seen. I've, I played with her at College and, um, all the time, 100%. She never gives up. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, full-blooded uh, when she went into them tackles. <laughs> I thought at the end of the game she may have done herself a mischief, but um, thankfully she got up. <laughs> And oh, that, honestly, but she still kept her head high and still carried on. So, honestly, as long as she never gives up, she always puts 100% in. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen the video that we made. She was uh, fully wanting to take her limelight. She didn't want Dion taking any of it away from her, did she? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she wanted it all. <laughs> yeah, and is Dion just as lively in the dressing room as she is um, on yes. the podcast? Yeah, of course she is. She's always the one to have something to say. But it's always good and it's always positive, so it always puts the head, like... The girls' heads up. Yeah. So well, she put Mick, she put Mickey in his place after the game, so that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> and um, obviously, I say we've got a, a, this, we don't know exactly when the season will start, but it, it's you know as, as any season will be, it'll be a long hard slog. Um, but oh, I think definitely. it's going to be like as I say, we've it's been mentioned lots of times. It's one for the history books this season. And uh, that must be make, make you feel extra proud that uh, the start you're the you're at the, uh, you're at the beginning of it, the, the start yeah, of it all. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I'm so happy I got the opportunity to play for them, and I think this season I'll just be honestly I want to remember. Like, out of all the teams I've played for and everything, they've all like brought us to like this team. So. I'm just overwhelmed, and I think everyone else is as well. Yeah, oh, good. And and before we let you go, um, how many pens does Alicia Henry keep on her? <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea, because no. we know that she, 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 she claims she doesn't like the nickname, but I heard from my wife that she loves it. I have no idea. <laughs> Not on the top of my head, nah. <laughs> I think we're going to guess between 15 and 20 pens that she keeps on her at any one time. But, uh, Katie, we wish you all the, <laughs> we wish you all the best for the coming season. Hopefully we can have you back on again and um, enjoy yourself out there and, and uh, save her every game. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, and I'm glad to come on, yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. <laughs> there we go. Well, that was Katie Lemon there. Uh, fantastic to talk to her. You could tell by just the enthusiasm in her voice that she's absolutely buzzing to you know be at Gateshead and that, that's what you want isn't it the, the enthusiasm Mickey and you know and 
we were at that Berkeley game. I think that was our first game, wasn't it? And she yeah, was uh, no, tenacious. Against West End, was she a trialist at Sun and West End? Ah, or? right, yeah. But she had signed for the Berkeley game. But I mean, mm-hmm. she was tenacious down that right hand side, and she uh, sold the uh, defenders for a dummy a couple of times. They didn't just send them for the ice creams. Oh, I she's a good little player. Emma Stockshill, no, the wing as well was good, and Olivia Black was excellent. I thought. I know Lindsay was absolutely rock solid at the back. Yeah, and well, as I say, Carly the fish. I mean, wow, what, what a brave keeper. She put mm. her body on the line, didn't she, for, at the end of the game? Oh, did you not? She's uh, there's some great little players there. And like I said, we didn't really get to see Dion play much. And then when she come on in the second half, I think it was. What wow, she's seen we had a camera in her hand and she just played in front of us all the time and in front of the manager. She, I think she was just try, she, she said in the interview to us, she was trying to say, show that she should be starting. <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, though, when, when Dion come on, right, she, was, um, she covered some grass there down the right-hand side and uh, a couple of good tackles as well and interceptions. So no, she's, I, she's staking a claim. But um, we are waiting, uh, hoping that Jade Halliday will be ringing up very soon. Third time, lucky, get her on the show. Um, yeah, like I say, I was, I, I loved being at the game and last Wednesday. It was great, you know, just watching football again. Oh, well, um, we've got um, uh, a reply here to a tweet. It says, Gator 11 James, uh, it would be a repeat of concert uh, and you know it. So someone's worried about going to the, uh, well, they won't be able to go, the, the Wickham game being... Um, maybe trialists and youngsters because uh, that's what well, happened last uh, year. It's capped at 150 the attendance anyway, isn't it? There's I'm only not, 150 allowed in. I, yeah, I, I read that on Twitter. I don't know if it, is it actually allowed. Is that coming to yeah. play straight away? Does it? Yeah. All right. Well, hang on one second. We've got Jade on the phone. Hello, Jade. Hello. Hello there. We've eventually got Hello, you on. Jade. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say we'll, we'll start with the game that we seen down at Berkeley. Um, I say yes, we're all enjoying yourselves there. And to be honest, the three lane scoreline didn't reflect the game. No, definitely not. I think we should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I say for large periods of the game, you dominated. Uh, your passing was quite good. You also using both wings quite effectively there as well, and. Uh, the defence was quite solid. Saved by the woodwork a couple of times from shots from distance, but um, that's what the woodwork's there for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I say, obviously you had three games now, um, three defeats. I know you've got another game tomorrow, but um, do you feel things getting better as the you know, yeah. as, a, as a team starting to you know gel and understand each other more? Yeah, I feel like we're getting much better every game. Like we're starting to understand each other and how each other plays. Mm-hmm. And um, let's say we, one thing we spoke to Katie about there before, and a couple of the interviews we did when we were down there. Um, obviously, there was a, a, a bigger crowd turned up than what people expected. Of course, all, everything was socially distanced and uh, masks were worn when we weren't doing uh, interviews and things like that. We just got to state that. But. It, you must have been happy with the, the the crowd that was there as well, and the noise when when we scored. Oh yeah, it was a great turnout. Like never been to a game with that much crowd. Yeah, I th- to be honest, I think we'll have double that or even more when it's the first home game when when crowds when they can be there. Yeah, I hope so because it'll be really good. Yeah, and uh, obviously Alicia will have all of her pens. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not letting that go. It's just. <laughs> 
<laughs> we wanted to turn up with a box full of pens at uh, one of the games. But no, no, that that, that must be quite an, ex- an exciting thing. Because obviously you've played your friendlies, but they've been away from home. It'll be a different thing when you'll be able to play on, on your pitch that you're going to be playing on right throughout the season. Yeah, it definitely will be. Yeah, and um, you've got the obviously the game tomorrow as well. Is it, is it Southmore? Yeah, we're playing Southmore. Yeah, have you played them before in the past, or do you know much about them? Mm, no, I haven't played them before. Yeah, so is, is, it, is it a game that the manager's targeting to get your first win, or is he wanting uh, more yeah. goals in this game? Yeah, he really wants our first win tomorrow. Yeah, also hopefully, hopefully it comes through. It would be uh, lovely to be able to talk about that next week. And of course, you've got a game on Sunday as well, haven't you? Yeah. So two games a week. That that must be um, a, a bit more of a stress on the body, is it? Yeah, it is. Cool. Are you getting the Are you getting the aches and pains out of the way now, Jade? Are you starting to get used to the the games, or are you still feeling just, the aches? Just starting to get used to them now. Like as we're getting back into them. Uh, so how long is it that you've not played for? I'm obviously lockdown's been on for ages, but had you been playing for a previous team before? I'd been playing for Lane Rangers for about three or four years before I came to Gator. All right. There's a few few lasses were you up with some of the lasses that's in the team as well? Yeah, Amber Amber played for the same time as me. All right. Uh, Dangerous Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't got your nickname yet. I will get. At least one. you named him Rocky. So what's you named you what? Rocky. 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 Oh, <laughs> class. <laughs> I, I'm fighting now in case I say the wrong thing and you knock us out when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got Rocky Halliday, Dangerous Douglas, Carly the Fish, Carly Alicia the Penry. Fish. Yeah, we're we're going to work our way right through the team. We're going to get nicknames for everybody. <laughs> what we need, Jade, is we need to dish. You need to dish some dirt so we can get some nicknames made up for them. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't well, think. Are you, Rocky, are you are you going to open up to us, Rocky? Are you going to give us some uh, information so we can get a nickname? Well, yesterday, I mean, the only ball girls at the gate match. Were you? Were you? Yeah. I bet Dion yeah. never ran as much in her life. And Dion tried to kick the ball and just slipped over. Oh. <laughs> Disastrous Dion. <laughs> disaster. Oh, disaster Dion. So there we go. We've got her name now. So she'll love you for telling that story. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, we've got, so we've got Dangerous Disaster, Carly the Fish, Rocky. <laughs> and Penry, good. it is, it is. Just, we're gonna have to we'll get some mugs made. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, obviously, you've played for three years playing for Leem Rangers. Is there a bit any difference with what what you are doing at Gated at the moment? What you did at Leem Rangers, or is it just a case of you are all gelling and going in the same direction, or is the training different, or any you know what what is there any differences for you uh, with Gated? I would say I enjoyed the training more, and it was basically the same, like, what well, just, like, how to get used to each other and, like, gel. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have a good atmosphere and good bond. I mean, even, you know, just watching at the game we seen before the game and after the game, you were all, you know, going over to each other, making sure, obviously, Carly was all right, and, you know, it, it did seem like there was a real bond there, team spirit already before the, the season starts, and that's got to be a massive plus. Yeah, definitely. We always talk in the group chat and like take make all of each other and that. So, 
Well, so, so, so the, is the banter horrific, is it? Yeah. Uh, oh. well, apparently, Alicia's words, this is from Thomas Boyle, uh, here, everyone have a free gated of seat pen signed by uh, me, number nine, Alicia Henry, not Penry. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know when she said that, but uh, well, there you go. Alicia Henry's going to... Did she say it on here? Maybe. But, uh, yeah, so she is going to have to do her own merch, just some classy pens, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. Can I remember... I don't know if you've ever seen these, uh, Jade, but years ago there used to be, like, pencils, pencil toppers and stuff, like, you know, like the uh, trolls and stuff with ginger hair. She could have, like, yeah. a ginger hair one, couldn't she? So, like, when yeah, you're saying definitely. it, it looks like a running along the pitch. <laughs> It's the ginger locks flowing. I can see the. I can already see the WhatsApp group now with trolls. <laughs> I wasn't referring to Alicia as a troll, not at all. She's she's a lovely. Girl. She might have hairy toes, but she's not a troll. Oh, no, apparently, sorry, and uh, Thomas made that up. Um, so there we go. <laughs> oh, well, so, Jay, yeah, I'd like to ask you, how did you find out about when you were getting picked for the gated side? Well, we went, I've been to a few training sessions, yeah. and then we had a big training session where there was like four coaches and like 18 players, Yeah. and then we did that training session, I was sitting with my grandma and granddad, and like Dion and everyone was like texting in the group chat, saying, oh, you need to check your emails to see if you've had an email off them, uh-huh. and then when I looked, I had an email off Alicia saying that she asked us to sign. Wow. <laughs> How did you react? Were you, were you gobsmacked, or were you jumping about? I was excited, like really excited. Ah, spot on. I, I think I would still be jumping up and down if it was me. Like, <laughs> it was like, was it Dion who, or, or Olivia said that they'd screamed in the house and there was no one else in, and the dog ran away? Yeah, like I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Dion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <just laughs> well, we've certainly found out that Dion's a character in real life, not just on the phone. Um, so. <laughs> We're going to behave ourselves with Dion and uh, we'll behave ourselves with Rocky as well. But Jade, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. It's a yeah, pleasure to see you too. all playing at Berkeley and we wish you all the best. And hopefully when we're allowed to have fans there at the games, I'm sure the Gated Faithful turn out in their numbers for the first proper game. And um, as I say, I think it'll be quite a special occasion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I can't I kind of wait for that first game. I'm just, I kind of wait for this cry of Rocky. (laughs) 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 Well, on that cry of Rocky, we'll say bye and uh, thank you for calling us. And hopefully, we'll have you on, have you on again throughout the season. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Cheers, thanks, Jade. Good luck for the season, Jade. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You're welcome. Take care. There we go, Jade Rocky Halliday, and. (laughs) <laughs> well, we've got Disaster Dion now, um, so that's fantastic. I, I dread to think if, she's, if she likes that one or not, but um could have been worse. I could have referred to her as a troll on the end of a pencil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a classic podcast, Think Before You Speak, David. Right, still time to talk to us. We are going to be joined by Gav from the Roka Raw. He'll be ringing hopefully in about eight minutes, um, so we'll be speaking to him about the, uh, the game on Saturday against Sunderland. Uh, obviously, Sunderland, uh, they've had a bit of a rocky time off the pitch as well. Uh, it would be nice to hear his thoughts and how they how they perceive Gated as well, because we're in a kind of like no man's land. I know a lot of people say a lot of Newcastle fans come watch us when Newcastle's away, but it's just as many Sunderland fans, and we know Ross, prominent fan, a big Sunderland fan as well. Um, so, you know, just to see how we're perceived on that end, I 
think I don't think there's any well, malice. Ken but... Richardson as well. Ken Richardson is a Sunderland fan. Is well, uh, and um, Graham Wood, of course, uh, former of chairman. Course. So in fact, yeah. he was a project manager of building the stadium at Leighton as well. Let's not forget. Right. So there is there is links between the clubs, of course, and um, of course, Lyndon Gooch will be making his return to the Gates International oh, Stadium on Saturday as oh, well. And where he was, yeah, I mean, you know, such a small player, so slight, but his touch. I'm sure he's bulked up a little bit now since he's become a man, because um, he's just a young lad when he came to us. But his touch and awareness, that's why he's moved on to play at the highest level. And uh, you know he was just ghosted round, didn't he, when he got the ball? I uh, well, the lad who's at Hull now. What the, he was on loan, and I forgot his name. Um, it'll come to us. It'll come to us. But we've got a message from Thomas Boyle. How did QD do? Uh, do that long throw in? He probably saved it. Sorry, how I did? I reckon he, he absolutely launched an absolutely Rory Delap type of throw in. Did he? Wow! Hi, uh, I was on Twitter this morning. I seen that. Ah, right. where the hell did you get that from? Yeah, and um, Alicia sent us a message. Um, <laughs> uh, it's I, I, I don't know where it is, but it's been removed, <laughs> so I might be in trouble. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I wasn't referred completely. You know. Anyway, I love you, Alicia. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can tweet us at heat underscore army. We'd love to hear from you. Sorry. At you, hung sunshine. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing too well. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't run either. I can't run. It's just going to get us. Um, yeah. So keep their messages coming in. Um, we got a, obviously there was a message earlier on. How did Griffiths do? I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't at the game. But well, if anyone spoke about him, I was. No, Callum Griffiths come in from um, York as well. Another player that signed. Um, you know, can play in a variety of positions, uh, both wing backs and right wing. I think I believe he can play. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one when we get to see him play. And uh, Dave Allen put George Smith will impress those uh, with those comments, Mickey. So that's a message from I'm earlier not, on. Dave, I'm not doubting George Smith's ability, mate. I just when he was here the first time, it was his crossing up. Um, I want uh, all the players. I want all the players to do really well, and if I've got to apologise and say sorry, I've done it with Jamie Mar- uh, with James Marwood. So uh, I don't, I don't mind seeing that you proved us wrong, and I hope they do. I really do. That was any, you know, I mean, he went to Northampton. He was a good player. Yeah, and uh, well, we've got a message here, and oh my God, have I opened a can of worms? No. Uh, uh, Mickey Gray has put um, September the sixth home game against Bishop Auckland, ladies' first home league game. Alicia the Troll Henry <laughs> will be making an appearance. Let's hope she's. <laughs> let's hope we are allowed everyone to cheer us on. Um, please do not call her Alicia Troll uh, Troll Henry. Keep it at Pen Penry. You know, she didn't like Penry, but she's not going to like being called a troll. Come on, please. Oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna have to lock the back door, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to lock my bedroom door tonight. I think I'm gonna get attacked. Um, right. So hopefully we're gonna have Gav from the Roker Raw ringing us very soon. Um, so it was a late um, guest, and uh, we're very thankful that they're prepared to come on. So that should be absolutely fantastic. But if you are just joining us, you can listen to the show after we go off air, and um, you can also download the Spreaker app, which we would love you to do because that way um, when Covid disappears, and hopefully we are allowed to start doing commentaries again. You can listen to the commentary when you're on the move anywhere live, and also you can listen to any of our back catalogs. So you go into the Play or Apple Store, download the Spreaker, which is like speaker but with an R. Download that, search Heed Army, follow us, 
and then um, you should get a notification when we go live. If not, you can also look at all of our back catalogue. And to, uh, Mickey, this is our 283rd show, so we'll be coming up with the 300th show soon. Um, that's with commentaries as well, but you know, three it'll be close to 300 broadcasts, um, which is absolutely fantastic. And while yeah, I'm right. on, I need to say a big thank you to our sponsors because they've sponsored us right all the way through it. Is Northern Print Solutions. Um, if you need anything done, please visit Northern Print Solutions on Facebook or on Twitter. And um, well, here we are, we've got the message. I think this might be Gav. Hello, is that Gav? It's not, um, Gav couldn't make it, I'm Niall, I'm going to cover for him. Oh, well, I tell you what, you're just as welcome, Niall, there. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, obviously, we've got the um, the, uh, the the game coming up on Saturday, and um, have you has Sunderland had a pre-season friendly yet? Um, not that we know of. <laughs> um, there's, been, there's been a few rumours that we've been having some, but I, I don't think we actually have. Yeah, and um, I say well, the, the, when the game was announced this afternoon, there was a couple of Sunderland fans um, replied to one of our retweets um, saying that they probably think Sunderland will get turned over. It's just your look at the moment. Um, how is a Sunderland fan's perception of this game? Because obviously we're right next to Newcastle, and um, I know a lot of people think Gateshead's Newcastle's second team, but we do seem to have a fair, I'd say, probably more Sunderland fans come and watch us when Sunderland's away than what we do in Newcastle. Yeah, um, I don't know. It really, I think everyone's just glad that we're back playing football again. I mean, yeah. we haven't played football since you know March. Even you've obviously had the playoff run, and mm-hmm. and you know you you've played a bit of football, but we we've had absolutely nothing. You know, it's something. So I think everyone's just relieved. Yeah, that we're actually got a game, but I, I don't think there's any kind of rivalry or anything like that. I think it's probably just going to be a. A kick around for us, I, I cannot see it being too competitive. I mean, like you say, we haven't played in that long, and the yeah. players have just come back to full fitness. So, as I say, yeah, we, I think... we've had some good players on loan throughout the years as well. Lyndon Gooch, of course, and when yeah. he came, he was just a, a young lad, a whippersnapper. But I mean, I think mean, I know he's a, he's a small lad, but his touch, you know, he showed his class, and he could get round a player with ease at our level. And it's fantastic to see him, you know, go on to play first team at Sunderland at, at higher levels. Yeah, yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, he scored one of the best goals you'll see, which is actually up for our League One player, uh, player of the year, uh, goal of the year, sorry, which you might see on on Quest. But it's um, yeah, he's been he's been brilliant. And I, I remember when he was on the one at Gateshead. I think he, he played just behind the striker at Gateshead, though, didn't he? Whereas yeah, kind of shit towards the wing for us. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think he played. He, I think he played side. on the wing once or twice. He was kind of a floating midfielder at the time. You know, you go, go in to in behind the front two and then out to the out onto the wing uh, on certain attacks. So, but he, I'd say, a very versatile player. And obviously, when we signed him, we didn't know anything about him. But when he did a search about his name, he was a bit of a, a, a footballing prodigy in America, wasn't he? When he was younger, he was playing in leagues. Uh, teams higher than his age and there's a lot of footage of him you know looking like Messi uh, so obviously when we seen him come in we're like wow let's see what he can do and sometimes you get players from Sunderland Newcastle and Middlesbrough and then their attitude isn't right but he was one of them players that you, you could tell wanted to prove himself every time he was on the pitch yeah definitely I mean he's he's been in the North East playing for Sunderland since he was 10 year old you know they yeah. had a, a scheme kind of thing going um, back then and he was one of the players that got through it and yeah, he has. He's always played above his level at national level, and he's, you know, he's he's coming into his own. And 
I, I think probably he's, he's probably at his level or maybe he's, maybe he's championship at a push. I don't think he's probably going to get any But he has played for the league for us. Um, you know, he, under David Moyes, he was coming off the bench a couple of times and he, he did have a bit of an impact. But I think it's probably his level. He, he doesn't show the best he's like probably enough, which I think is what holds him back. He has got it in his pocket, but... I mean, we all know what it's been like in Sunderland over the last few years, and maybe it's hard to do that kind of thing in, in that kind of environment. Yeah, um, well, we'll certainly see him on Saturday. Um, I'll be very surprised if we didn't see him. Yeah, and uh, so, so I mean, obviously, you mentioned the ups and downs. We're, we're no stranger to us ourselves uh, with owners and stuff, but are you positive for the future going forward with, uh, off the pitch? Yeah, it's really hard to kind of. It's hard to say with Sunderland. I mean, nothing's ever, nothing's ever plain and simple with Sunderland, unfortunately. So, I mean, we've, we've probably got a weaker team than what we had last season. Um, but I think a lot of other clubs have. Mm-hmm. I still think we're in the top, uh, easily in the top four teams, players-wise. I think we've got, we've probably got the best ability in our squad in that whole league. Um, well, at the minute we'll have, obviously that depends on what Hull and Wigan do in the transfer window. But other than that, I, I think that we probably have got the strongest team. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It, you can't see it getting good because it's it's just not been good in, in about 10 years now. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think when it does turn a corner, it, you know, it will probably turn a corner and, and we'll be on the, the up-headed ladder. But at the minute, nah, it's, it's hard to see. It's hard to see. Yeah. So, 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 oh, let me talk there. Sorry. Uh, right. Hello, Neil. Any chances you think you'll get Marcus Madison through the door? Um, it's it's a tough one because obviously the salary caps came in, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be holding off for a championship move. Um, yeah. I think if it was going to happen, it probably would have already happened. I know. We got yeah. offered Marcus Madison the season before last, but he had a it was something like a, a two million pound buyout clause, and they wanted something to pay it, and some of them were just not going to pay it. So yeah, it's, uh, I think I, he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see him. I would I, like to see him. It's honestly, the quality now. Yeah, well, it was great for you, lads. Yeah, and I was really proved he could do it for Hull as well last year, didn't he? Um, when he had a loan spell there, but he's a free agent now, isn't he? So that, that you'd think that might help with uh, getting him, you know, cutting down the cost. But see, so you just never know. Cap, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've uh, well, he's a quality signing. If you could get him in, I mean, that two million compared to four million on Grig. <laughs> well, well, that was why we thought we were going to get Madison, you know, because we've seen we do it the year before. Yeah, uh, with Greg, and we thought it wouldn't surprise us if we went panic for it again. But I can't see them doing that again, especially not when Stuart Donald openly trying to sell the club. Yeah, I can't. You know, he well, he wasn't going to do it then, and I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see him come to Sunderland. I would love to see what it's like, but. I, I can't say it. And as well, we have got creative players in the team. We've just signed Aidan O'Brien from Millwall, who scored 23 goals in League One when he was last there. So, you know, he's uh, got experience and he's got goal scoring mm-hmm. experience. And he can play on the wings as well. So, 
I don't know if Madison will actually fit in at the minute as well with Gooch and Chris Maguire. I'm not sure if he would just walk in that team. So it would be interesting, but competition, competition from players is obviously very important. Well, it's, 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 it's what you want, isn't it? But um, I say we had a former Sunderland player play for us for a, a few seasons, and to be honest, he's one of my favourite players to ever play for Gateshead. He, I know he was at the end of his career, but John Oster, when he played for Gateshead, he was a Rolls Royce of a player for us. Um, the first few games, he, he didn't look very good at all, but it was just because he was ahead of the plate of everyone that was around him. And then when he adapted into the team, he was just absolutely fantastic for us. He, I know he was, he was about 35, 36 when he came to us, or 34, but you know, around about that age. And um, he was a lot slower. But what type of player was he for Sunderland, if you can remember back? Oh yeah, he was a bag of talent. The problem with John Oster was he, he never showed he never showed it enough. Again, he was he, he never really cemented his his place in the first team. Um, it, it just it just never happened for him. Mm-hmm. We got him from Everton, and and there was a lot of kind of um, expectation in that. But like I say, he he just never fulfilled it. He he was Matt Piper did a, a podcast with us a couple of years ago, and, and he actually got asked who who was the worst player that he'd ever played with at Sunderland. And Matt Piper said that he had to say John Oster because he said on the training pitch he was amazing. He was mm-hmm. he was absolutely out of this world. But when it came to a match day and then a game, he just could not back it up on the pitch. So yeah, maybe, it was a bit of a shame how it ended for him. But yeah, I mean, with, maybe with maturity, he adapted his game, and you know, obviously, he had a good career. You know, I, I wouldn't yeah. turn it down if I was <laughs> to be a foot, uh, professional footballer. But you know, I think when he came to us, maybe he, he had that maturity and just the level as well he's probably above the level and uh, he just looked I mean, he looked fantastic for us so it's hard to think of how many poor games he had which is a testament to him you know when he came so but uh, yeah yeah no he was he was you know you could see how much talent he had but I mean obviously after he left us he'd, he'd been all over the place and obviously he'd, he'd gained a lot of experience and by the time he come to you lot and yeah it, like I said, it was just a bit of a shame how his career panned out in the end but because I think his talent warranted more than where he got. Yeah. And uh, just while, while we've got you on, there's a few questions I'd like to ask you. Um, obviously, neighbours just up the coast from your South Shields are becoming a little bit of noisy neighbours, and they made a bit of a press thing about signing that young lad that supposedly turned Sunderland down to go and play part-time football for South Shields. Was he a genuine like player that was going to be in around the first team, or was he just a, a prospect from the youth team? Yeah, no... Um... There was actually two lads who, who you know, the press have actually claimed that that's happened to, but the the pair of them have, uh, yeah, the, it was they were, they were they were offered under twenty three. I know the the Dutch lad um, who who he was actually on trial at Sunderland. And they offered him the contract. He he's doing a degree in uni as well. And yeah, he didn't want to go full time. It wasn't it, it, it because of the fact that some of them were only offering him under twenty three. If they were offering him professional, he, he probably would have done. But under twenty three, he didn't. He didn't want that. You know, he, he, he's happy playing at South Shields. You know, we all know South Shields. It's their noisy neighbours. They've got backers. They've got they've got a lot. They've got a lot of money. Yeah, playing up there as you know, they're they're outpaying anybody in non league at the minute, as you'll know. Well, uh, if the rumours were true, if the rumours were true about how much Julio Walker was on, it's uh, scary numbers. But I know, uh, well, on the grapevine, how true or not, I'm not going to mention numbers. But I know that there's a lot of them players at South Shields are supposedly on more than full time players in the national league. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean. 
they they were attracted. You know, they managed to get Barley Mumba from us on loan mm-hmm. last season. He, he's just signed for Norwich for three hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, he's only eighteen. Um, you know, like they they they've got such a good. Well, it's hard, it's hard to describe. They've got a good way of bringing players in, but I think it's because they've got the money, then they can get the loanees in. Yes, and, you know they've, they've also got a lot of experience there. Obviously, they've got Phil Turnbull there, who you'll know very well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic know. player. So yeah, I mean he he's going to bring the youngins up and, and stuff like that as well. So it's it it makes sense for them, and, and they do very well with their recruitment. And and like you say, they do. I would pay everybody in 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 the northeast at that level at the minute. And, you know, like say a young lad who's in university, who's yeah, it know, makes sense, doesn't it? Degree, it? It makes sense for him. So yeah, it did. It did make a lot of Sunderland fans a bit red faced. But I think once you actually looked into it and seen what happened, it, it wasn't actually. You know, it's not like he was offered to to replace Jordan Willis at the back for us. You know, he, he yeah. was offered in twenty three, under twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, I'd like to ask about uh, Donald because he was at Eastley when we were in Eastley. Well, women yeah. nationally, sorry. And I, I always found that a strange move. And Sunderland well, fans open arms about them now, so... Yeah. Um, again, he's... Sure, Tunnel is, is a difficult one. I mean, when when he came in, you know, we, Sunderland, if he hadn't have come in when he did, Sunderland would have probably faced another relegation. I mean, Ellis mm-hmm. Short completely stopped the funding of the club. We weren't, we weren't getting any any big money signings were all either frees uh, or loans and you know there was no quality coming in which is why we got relegated to League One and you know then then when we did sign quality players on loan like we was grabbing you know at the uh-huh. lead of January because he knew how much of a of a uh, you know a bad show it was and, and, <laughs> yeah. and that was the thing and so Stuart Donald when, when he came in he came in he got a young exciting manager in Jack Ross um, you know, who had won the league with Sipper in the year before and, and won it with um, our broth a couple of years before and he was kind of building his way up and, you know, it was, it looked like, and, and he was like well known for this attacking style of football where, you know, his games ended, you know, 4-3 every week or 6-5 every yeah. week or something like that. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of excitement and then, you know, we did bring a lot of players in for that level. You know, Dylan McGeoch was wanted by championship teams. We got him into the club. You know, obviously managed to keep Aidan McGeady, which was a, a bit like a cheat code having him in League One. Um, right. You know, and, and we had we had all these players that came into the club. Charlie White was a big sign at the time. You know, hasn't worked out that well yeah. at the minute. He he was a big sign. You know, he, he did a lot of good moves. He managed to, to convince like to Max Power to drop down the division and and, and things like that. And, and he did do well. And he, you know, he was a 96 minute uh, goal away in the playoff final. From a yeah. successful season, you know, yeah. it was a penalty shootout away as well against um, Portsmouth in the AFL tro- in the AFL Trophy. So that you know, he was so close to two cup final victories. Yeah, in fine lines, it? Yeah, and then basically what happened was we all knew, you know, let's be honest, he was going to come in, he was going to have a successful first season, he was going to then sell the club on, he was going to make a bit of money, he could probably get a pint in any in any bar and something he wanted. Um, and that was the plan, but it, unfortunately, it, it hasn't worked out, and it's just getting more sour and more sour. Yeah, it's uh, no longer it takes to club. I say, I think trying to find someone to buy a football club these days doesn't 
they don't grow on trees, do they? It's uh, no, especially with the way the, the the financial climate is as well away from football. It's um, no. it's, it's 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 a hard thing. And uh, is there any um, obviously fans groups that are maybe trying to you know buy a stake in the club or anything like that? Um, no, no, not, not really. No, we've um, you know, there's there's we're kind of trying to create a support as a union and stuff like that. But there has been talks of it and. There's a couple of lads um, in the Roper report have mentioned seeing if we can do something, but we all know it's not that simple. No, it's not. Um, but you know, apparently they're in they're in a period at the minute where that you know that they're in advanced talks with, with somebody. We don't know who it is. There's a, obviously there's an NDA being signed, so nobody can see anything. But what this Looney Tunes. On uh, on Twitter called William Story. I don't know if you've seen that. Who keeps on yes. claiming that he's buying the club, which is completely not a tosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Uh, ah, we've we've, we've had our share of Looney Tunes. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I know um, you have. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's another player who actually got developed in Sunderland who played for you last season, uh, Conor Oliver. Oh yeah, I tell you, we were—he's a big favourite of ours on the um, on the podcast, and we were shocked that he that, that he, he decided to leave um, in the summer. He signed for Morpeth, but he he was another player that was—he would sit just in front of the back four because uh, the way our formation, back three, sorry, in our formation with the two wing backs, and he was just uh, just class. Uh, very rarely put a, a foot wrong, but we had a very good midfield last year. We had Liam Agnew as well. Um, yeah. On loan from Harrogate, obviously, I think he was started yeah. off at Sunderland as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we were blessed with a fantastic midfield last year. And it, it's a shame because I would love to have seen Connor stay. He was he was great. Definitely. Definitely. Well, he's got him up with He's yeah. dropped down. He's yeah. dropped down the division. Well, um, is it uh, big money as well? By the way, yeah. Is it yeah. Liam, is it Liam Nobles there as well? Liam yeah. Noble, aye, he's he's there. Aye, he was at Hartlepool a couple of years ago in Notts County. Uh, yeah, I he's he, but he's he's a little bit older now, I think, Liam. But um, yeah. I they've they've got a few good players. They've got a few good players who used to play for Bly Sportman's who have gone there as Boo. well. And, <laughs> yeah, you're not to mention them, Liam. Oh, uh, and yeah, you're you're doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Niall, yeah, I can't tell you who my local team is, can I? Uh, oh, <laughs> I, <laughs> are, you, are you that way inclined up that way, are you? Uh, I mate, I am. Oh, right. no. oh my god. I'd stop the interview. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Niall, Niall, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much uh, for joining yeah, us. I... And uh, I say the game's being streamed by Gated on Saturday, so hopefully we'll get uh, some Sunderland fans. Uh, buying into that and getting some coffers into the club because obviously it's it's tough times, isn't it, at the minute uh, with yeah, no crowds yeah, being allowed. Um, I'll definitely be uh, be getting the game as well, and uh, I don't know. I've, I've heard rumours there's a bank you can stand on at the back of the ground. Is that true? There is. Well, we, we 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 call it Tit Hill. Um, it's, <laughs> um, it probably would have been the best place for the Angel of the North. To be honest, it would look better up there. But um, yeah, yeah. Whether or not it's cordoned off or not, I don't know. It's not as uh, easily reachable now. There's a lot of trees on it to what they used to be. So um, good luck if you try that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just stick with my stream there. Oh, spot on. Especially if it's raining and trying to get up to till. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Niall, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining yeah. us. All right. Cheers, Thank lads. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Good luck for the season, lads. Cheers, you too. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. There we go. That was Niall there. We were expecting Gav, but Niall filled in. And uh, lovely lad. And, uh, well, there we go. It, uh, you learn a few new things every time. Uh, I took say 
obviously we're not following Sunderland in certain players. You, you don't know how they did there. Uh, you know, he's telling us about Oster. Maybe, uh, yeah. you know, he uh, didn't reach his potential there, but obviously had a great uh, career after that. He got promoted with um, Redden, didn't he, at the Premier League? Part uh, of that well, side. George Honeyman was the man I was thinking of. Before. Ah, that's the one, yeah, yeah. Um, but see, we're, we're at 10 o'clock now, but if anyone does want to ring us on 077-494-5502, we'll uh, stay on for a, a few more minutes and see if anyone else does. Um, when I was a kid, a troll was something you stuck on the end of a pencil, but now it's much more offensive words these days, <laughs> says Christopher Holmes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, man, stop burying us. Um... Right. Now you're buried yourself, mate. I did, I did. Uh, useless, absolutely useless. Um, right, well, you can still, if you want to get in contact, anything you want to talk about. Um, oh, oh, God, no, Twitter's gone and all. Mickey Grace put a picture of a of a, <laughs> of a troll. What are you doing, Osman? <clears throat> if anybody can put a, a number nine and Henry on the back, that'd be even funnier. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. It'd, it'd be, uh, Sophie, uh, Alicia, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What I was mean, you know, just, just you know, a, t- a pencil topper with ginger hair, that's what I was mean, you know, for a run through on ghoul. That's what I meant. I wasn't calling her a troll, I just meant, I was using that as an example. Anyway, stop digging, David. <laughs> Who knew I had a JCB on the podcast? Um, right. Well, that WhatsApp group's going to be absolutely trolling her big thing. <laughs> God, I'm useless. Hey, little wonder I kind of commentate on the games at the minute. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, what can you do? But no, no, if anyone does want to ring us up, um, 077-494-5502, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, it's been a canny little show, isn't it? We've had uh, Carter on, an interview with uh, Katie Lemon, Jade as well. We had Jade on and we had, uh, not Gav, it was Niall from the Roker Raw. And uh, saying he's... Uh, Obviously, lives up near Blythe. Shocking. If I had a nan that, we would have vetted it. <laughs> I'm only joking. No, he was fantastic. And, uh, was good quality. I mean, to be fair, I mean, uh been a good show. I mean, I just wish we could get into watching. Yeah, that's the thing. But um, I'll say the news today, step three down to seven or six, uh, can have um, a percentage in the ground. So most grounds, the way it works out, um, have about... 300 to 400 going to go in and at them levels that's probably a very good crowd so you know an average crowd should we say you know across the board I know obviously people at South Shields will go oh no we get more than that but across the board you know it, it levels out and a lot of teams will be able to generate the income they, they're missing out on um, some teams well, will be, will be missing is... out on things but it's a step in the right direction and hopefully if things continue the way we're led to believe they are who knows, maybe two, three weeks, they might move it for um, us and uh, the Football League. Exactly, hopefully. I mean, uh, the thing is, with it being no, you can't get in to see any football. The ones like uh, the likes of the Wickhams and the Dunsons, and that might get a few extra in through the door because people would just want to watch football. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that you would expect that, wouldn't you? You think that's yeah. the way it, it, it's going to go. Um, hopefully, you know, because obviously there's a lot of little clubs around here that, you know, they, they still need to pay the bills, they still need to pay, you know, overheads, even though they're not playing or, or haven't been playing. You know, this part of the season, we'd still be going. Uh, exactly. I, I mean... You only have to go back to the last Wednesday, Bertie Town, what a little oh. cracking little setup right there. <coughs> oh God. Uh Jordy EMP has put uh, yeah, not tr- <laughs> He's put not troll and LOL, but I'd invest in a cricket box if I was you. Penry will knack you. Uh, 
Hey. That's, that's Mike Emble from uh, from Berwick. So you. you... <laughs> I think I'm gonna go into lockdown again. I think I'm just gonna stay in the house where it's safe. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll say a couple more minutes if anyone does want to ring O double seven four nine four double five double zero two. But uh, as I say, if anyone hasn't seen it, if you go on Facebook on the Heed Army podcast live page, you'll see the video of uh, me and Vicky at Berkeley Town. We had a fantastic time there, didn't we? And, uh, well, was, and nice. also as well, I mean, the two girls at the end that stole the show. Um, in Dion Slade and Carly Fish, it's worth watching because uh, Carly she wanted her moment with the microphone, didn't she? <laughs> it was good. It was it was really good. I mean, uh, sorry, dis- uh, d- was it uh, disaster, Dion? Uh, d- disaster, right? Yeah, gotta get the well, nicknames right. Well, I tell you what, we're doing well with the nicknames for the lasses, like yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we'll say that. We'll say that I've I, I went from Penry to Troll, and that's it's, it's going to haunt me for a long time. That um, I think, but uh, yeah. So I think I think we'll we'll, we'll um, wrap it up there, and then then I'll I'll wrap it up, and then I'm going to pen a lovely letter to Alicia um, declaring my love for her playing style and goals, and that she's a fantastic asset to everybody's life. And, um, well, I tell you what, let's 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 not blow smoke up a uh, hint end. But the three goals she scored have been quality goals, Dave. Yeah, I mean the, the one she scored at Bertie was seen that one as good. She you know she yeah. stuck a two out there and got it, and also that header against oh. uh, was it um, was in ladies. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, what a header that what was. Header. Yeah, she. I was calling Carly the fish, but she rose like a salmon. Oh well, I mean, uh, it was a really good header. Uh, I, I just hope the rest of the lasses chip in with some goals, as like Mickey said, the lasses have got to get around that because it'd be nice to see someone else on the score sheet. They've got the they've got the talent, so definitely, well, definitely. Well, um, hopefully, uh, this time next week we'll be talking about victories for the girls' team and for the men's team. Who knows? Can we turn over Sunderland? You never know. But um, see, the girls are away to Southmore tomorrow, and then I forget who it is on. Uh, is it Middlesbrough? Maybe they're away to on Sunday. Middlesbrough. It might be, but um, you can also remember to follow the JFC Ladies page. Remember to follow the Heed Army Podcast page. Remember to follow Gated Soul as well for updates on everything to do with what they're doing as well. We haven't mentioned tonight. Yeah, um, I mean, they've uh, been in the Saltwell Park to do with the foundation. Yeah, well, that's another thing. We, we've been that busy. We haven't been able to talk about that. Hopefully, we'll get Ben on again because he's been very busy this week. So, with uh, uh, the, the past two weeks, with all the things they've been doing, or say they've been in Saltwell Park a couple of times, fell in Magpies are helping them out as well, and it yeah. looks absolutely fantastic. So hopefully we'll get Ben on next week and uh, talk about that. But as I say, lots of positives as ever. And uh, Mickey, it's been a pleasure. It does. I hope. I hope you can. I hope uh, Alicia hasn't broke your legs. But <laughs> well, I've already got the crutches in the wheelchair, so it's all right. <laughs> so that's a, that's what I see. Another positive. So there we go. <laughs> On that note, we'll leave it there and we'll say bye. Remember to share everything with the podcast, uh, help us reach more people, and uh, don't be a stranger. Get in contact next week. Bye. Take care now. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you got to ask yourself, how rogue are you going to go? We talking find your spirit animal in the desert rogue, build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue, or take the long way home just because kind of rogue. 
just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared.